Yeah. Hello, everybody. It is Corey Poirier. Excited to be back with the latest edition of the show. Also excited to have a brand new first time guest with me today. As our listeners who check us out regularly know, I love bringing on brand new guests and introducing them to our community. And so Tracy Valco, so excited to have you here. And Tracy, where we usually start, which is a little different than some shows, is rather than me reading a big, thick or long bio, I usually get the guests to tell us just a little bit about themselves, but never worrying about how deep you go, because of course, we're going to get to know you a little bit more during the interview itself. Uh, but can you tell us just even a little bit about who you are and a little bit about your background? For sure. No, absolutely. And thanks so much, Corey, for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, so I'm a, I'm a, a mother of two. Um, my son is 25 and my daughter's 21. Um, my husband and I have been married for, geez, 26 years now. So it seems, it seems forever. Um, but uh, I live in Kitchener, Ontario. I am a business owner. So I own a mortgage brokerage company um, and have been in the financial industry for three decades now. Um, and I uh, have seen quite a bit in the Canadian landscape on the housing market. So we've actually expanded and we're across nationally, across Canada now as thing, you know, people have moved um, different provinces and have, you know, relocated just because of even during the pandemic, the last two years, it's really changed our business. Um, but, uh, you know, my whole focus when I first came into this community, I actually only knew my grandparents years ago when I first came into Kitchener. Um, which was 25 years ago, I built my business based on community. I'm a big advocate for community, bringing people together, um, serving and supporting people. And, and through that type of vision and purpose, I've, you know, fostered a really strong uh, brokerage with, you know, really incredible people by my side, uh, helping us really make an impact on people. And um, as you know, I love speaking and uh, making a difference and being an advocate now mentor to so many people um, at the universities and, and, and different venues as well, right? Just as a, as a woman business leader in our industry, but in our community as well. Amazing. Well, there's so many directions I'd love to go from there, but that's amazing. I, uh, I'm curious as to, you know, your industry, I think sometimes people probably get confused as far as, um, how the industry uh, serves in the bigger picture. And so I, I'm curious, you know, I know you shared a little bit about the backstory and how you traveled that road, but what sort of drew you to the industry? Like, is there one or two things that just kind of drew you to the industry and what do you get from it? Like, why do you continue? Yeah, to yeah no, absolutely. It's a, it's a great question. A lot of people ask me because when they get, once they get to know me, they really know how really heart centered I am. I mean, it's a big it's a, you know, it really is the driver of what I do. And I do think that I'm in this industry because of that. I think it's there to change that spectrum um, in our industry of having someone that's heart centered, that type of leadership and, you know, bringing people in to really serve and support people and care without judgment. So how I got into this is both my parents were in the banking industry, um, you know, over 30 years um, in the banking world. So when I was going through university, I did have jobs at banks and then got into a financial institution. And through kind of moving the channels there, as I was going through getting my degree, um, I really wanted to be a lawyer. That's kind of what I aspired to. Um, I met my husband during, um, you know, going to university and, um, you know, through that, um, he got transferred to Kitchener. We were living in Toronto. And so I ended up moving here. And like I said, the only person I knew was my, um, was my, my grandparents. Um, so I got into a financial institution here and started working through the levels and uh, ended up on, uh, you know, helping brokers. And I didn't even know what a mortgage broker was back then. I had no idea. 
And it was interesting because um, when I found out what a mortgage broker was and a mortgage broker is someone that, you know, assists clients looking to purchase a home or do a re- re- do a refinance on their existing property, look at different ways to help with their mortgage financing. The one thing I learned was that they give their customer choice and options. And I'm not sure what it was with that wording, because again, I worked for one lender. So I was, you know, working on the mortgage side, learning and understanding mortgages, how they work from the beginning to the end. Um, but I dealt with that one specific lender on that product. So when I heard the broker did the serving and supporting and giving people options and choices, I'm not, it just a light went off in my head. And I remember going home and saying to my husband, cause he worked for the same company I was working where I said, I want to be a mortgage broker. And he goes, you do. He goes, why? And I said, because I want to serve people in a different way. And I always had a very entrepreneurial uh, mindset um, even though I came from that banking world, you know, with my parents, I just knew that I wanted to do more. I wanted to do it in a different way. And so I took the courses um, to become a mortgage broker. And after I had my daughter, I actually started working for a mortgage broker as an assistant. And the interesting thing is, you know, when again, my journey has been a long time in this financial world. Um, the mortgage broker I worked with sat down with me and said, listen, Tracy, you know what? It's great that you have aspirations. You want to be a broker, but you will never be a broker. You will be an assistant because that's what a woman does. She needs to be an assistant. This is your place. I will be able to help you understand. And so, you know what? That always resonated with me because I think that through my life, I've been, you know, challenged that way that, you know, in very many things, even like my university, I started later getting my university degree. Um, but I was always challenged and I wasn't smart enough. I was a woman. This is not what you do. And so what I did is instead of looking at the negative of what, you know, the owner said, I took it and embraced it and learned everything I could from him. And within six months, I became uh, a mortgage agent. Um, and within eight months, I actually left his company and went to another one and kind of started my journey as myself, as a, as a independent mortgage agent that led to being a broker, because you have to serve a couple of times, like a couple of years to be able to get your broker's license. Um, so my long-term goal was to own a brokerage. There was no doubt that that was where I was going to be. And that's kind of how that started, right? Is just that journey of kind of knocking on doors in a community I didn't know anyone with and, and learning the, you know, the gift of speaking with confidence and being able to speak you know, your truth and be able to really connect with people. I, I, I have learned, I've got such a true connections with people. I'm very intuitive. Um, and I really, really embrace those conversations of understanding the person before I even get to the financing. So let me ask you then, and I'm just more curious, Tracy, of course, uh, from the outside looking in mm-hmm. that, uh, person who told you that you would never get to this certain level, was that the industry as a whole, that that was a a thing that was existing then, or was that more his bias? I'm just curious where the industry was at that time. Yeah, no, absolutely. There was actually less than 10% of women in our industry, especially on the mortgage broker side, less than 10%. So that was the conversation with many people, many people. And when you looked at it back then, most women were in administrative roles. There was very, very few executives, none at all. I don't even remember. In fact, I had no mentorship from a woman, probably a good, you know, seven years of me being into that business. It was mostly learning from men and at periods of time, right? Like what I was allowed to be able to get from them, right? Because back then we didn't have all the programs and mentorship we have now. People nowadays have a totally different 
you know, uh, platform to be able to embrace mentorship and, and really get themselves grounded. I mean, I'm, I'm in awe of what we have now. We've come a long way, a long way. And that's part of why I do what I do, right? So that women and everyone has a great opportunity of getting mentored. Well, and I, I was on your website and uh, like earlier today, just kind of doing mm-hmm. some prep in between. How many team members do you have now? So we have uh, 61 agents right across the country. And uh, we've got eight staff on board. We're at, we've hired another two. They're coming on next month. I'm super excited because it's really going to, you know, evolve myself where I wanted to be, which is out there speaking um, and really making an impacting because I've been very, one thing I've done is I've been very, um, you know, I call it gra- you know, the ground floor, right? I love dealing with people. So I'm still connecting and, and engaging with a lot of our clients. And a lot of my clients are like, I've gone through the journey of their life, right? You know, when they met and when they got married and when they had kids and how, you know, when they've evolved with houses and then they've retired, like I've actually gone that full spectrum for many people. Um, and I'm honored for that. I, I don't, um, you know, I have never, I've kept myself very grounded because I appreciate that. I don't, I'm not thinking like, oh my God, I have all this, look what I've developed. I'm like, okay, what can I do next to make an impact? What is that blue ocean opportunity? I always say, I have that written down. Like, what is a blue ocean opportunity that I can really make an impact? And for me, everybody has said to me when I've done speaking engagements in our industry and, you know, I've talked about the power of purpose. Like I brought in a conversation called the power of purpose in a mortgage conference, which is all about numbers and profitability. And I had a lineup of people afterwards saying, this is a conversation people had to have is like, you care, like people don't talk about this. Like, how did you even get up to speak about it? Right. So I I've really turned that around. And so for me, you know, getting that knowledge out, getting that communication out, I think is where, you know, my next journey is and in, in, in what I do, right, as well. Well, it's, it's, I mean, it's interesting, because when I was on the website, like, that's what's, that's what's amazing to me, when now hearing the, the front part of the story, you know, when I was mm-hmm. on the website, seeing how many agents you have, I mean, this is in a business that apparently you're not supposed to, I'm putting finger quotes up, but you weren't even supposed to be at a management level in, and now you have a team that's that vast. I mean, it, it's just kind of you know, the proof that somebody else's story for us doesn't have to be our own story. Exactly. Oh, 100%. And I mean, you know, I had it most of my life, like even going through school. And I mean, even my parents, I love my parents dearly, but they came from a generation where women do not excel, right? Like it's, this is your place. Like my mom worked in the banking industry. Now, she was one of the first branch managers for one of the banks in the Brampton area. I was so proud of her, but that did not come without struggle. Um, you know, and it was just that conversation she had, just, just like, this is where Tracy, you're going to be. It's just going to be harder. You can't do university. It's just not what women do, right? So I think that, you know, talking about it now, a lot of people don't, it's not that they don't appreciate, they just don't know because they've never had to deal with that. I mean, I came from an era that had to deal with that, but I think adversity helps you learn many lessons. It keeps you resilient. I mean, my resilience is like off the chart. Um, And I think it, you learn from that. Like you really do learn and you're just a better person for it. And you're able to, you know, emulate and teach that, you know, with other people as well too. And that's really what I want. I want to be able to make sure that the people coming into our industry are there for the right reasons. It's not the money. The money comes afterwards. You have to serve and support people. And potentially that could be maybe not actually getting a mortgage transaction, but the connection you make, I have got, my business is based on clients. 
It's based on our members, I call, right? That's our family. It's our members, which is our clients. I'm not a person that I can't tell you I have a, a huge amount of realtors that refer me. I can tell you it's like this. Most people that are successful, I mean, our company is in the top 75 in Canada. We're actually in the top um, 10 now, which is amazing. Um, you know, and I'm so proud of that because I know that's how many people we've served. And when I said that, I've even had people now say, don't say that. Don't say serving. Like you're not, no, it's been a privilege to serve people. That's why we do. And I even get chills saying that because I know it's for the right reason. And I do think, um, you know, uh, I'm a very religious person. I do think that's why God's given me the gift to be able to speak like this, because I do feel that I have helped so many people with their mortgage finance, with their financing, which has helped their life. It's helped them get more perspective. It's helped them be a better person for themselves, for their families, for their loved ones. I've actually helped people stay together, just being able to, you know, credit coach and educate them so that they can understand and, and push the financing aside because we resolved it and really look at why, you know, why they're having struggles right now. I'm not a counselor. But I do think that we can change lives and we definitely have. So I think that there's such a bigger impact in what we do. And that's why it's very serious to me. The people that come into this industry are there for the right reasons. Mm. Wow. It's amazing. It's it, what I love about that is you're not just um, doing business. You yeah. know, you're, you're, you're creating something much bigger. You're leveraging the business to impact many more lives. Mm-hmm. than you could ever impact um, if you're just running it like a profit business. So I love that, that you're, and it'll come, it'll come, you know what I mean? A profit. And, you know, it's always like, I, I strive to be number one, but it's number one as a person. Mm-hmm. Right. And then everything else will come with that. Absolutely. There's a guy named, uh, whose name was Bill Bartman. He passed away a few years ago, but I interviewed him a couple of times over the years and he was a billionaire who actually, started it was really a wild business what he did was he bought bad debts and then he went to the people like his team went to the people that had the debt and basically offered to help them get back on their feet do their resumes get them jobs because he recognized that and he was buying the debt really low because it was like the debt people had all given up on but he recognized that a lot of these people wanted to pay it but they just didn't have they didn't have the money to pay it. They weren't working and stuff like that. So he was like the people that are calling them and trying to get pester them for the money. If they don't have any money, they don't have any money. And so he said, what if we could help them get back on their feet? He said, I bet you they, they would want to be, we'd be one of the first people they paid, but it, we also were improving their lives. Long story short is they're ultimately the company they ran the debt collection ended up being like 94%, like 94% of the people paid. And these were the ones that like went through 10 agencies before people gave up on them, considered them written off. And um, he had that high percentage. The company ended up, by the time uh, he was the 25th richest man in America at four point something billion. And uh, he actually got nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize for debt collecting. And my point of this, Tracy, is... um, he ended up running into troubles because of one of his business partners did some shady stuff and it hurt the company. But from his perspective, he ended up having 4,000 employees. You know, he built this amazing company, changed all these people's lives because he chose to look at the debt collecting industry different than everybody else had. So he was using it as a way to rebuild lives and families. And to your point, the arrest came because people want to repay him because he was changing their lives. And really, like he said, how much extra does it take to just help somebody with a resume? Or just help somebody, uh, you know, apply to a job or 
give them coaching. So he had a couple of staff members dedicated to just helping people get back on their feet. And that's, and I love that. And that's what we have. Like we've hired people that are, we call it our, our client care experience because it's more about just connecting and see how they're doing. I mean, she's doing it right now. She's just calling and saying, how are you doing? Are you okay still during this time? Like, what is it you need? It's not about, okay, we're looking to restructure your mortgage. It's just, you know, and it, that's where I think you build it from. And I think it's true. Like, I love that story because it's so like, again, he took it an opportunity of something that's considered so negative and turned it into an opportunity of positive and making an impact. Right. And it's one thing I say, like, it's, it's, I always say this, I've told this, every, I said, I build it, the people come, but it's mm-hmm. really, we build it together. And now because we're able to, I've got more people that are very like-minded, we're doing it together. I couldn't do it alone. This is not me. It's them, right? It's all of us to that together and making a difference. And then it's the people that are coming are speaking it to other people in need. And that's, that's what makes the impact. Right. And so, you know, I think if, I, I chase that, you know, that chill I have, because I know that chill is my instinct that I'm doing good work, right? Mm-hmm. I'm really doing God's work and, and we're just doing it in a different way, right? Um, it's not, we're going to church on the Sunday and I don't think that's what it's about. I think it's just loving and serving people without judgment. And that's where people with financing seem to get judged. And then they are very, um, you know, um, introverted in not sharing their story and not living years of struggling where it could just take a conversation with myself, my team, and we could make that impact and change them, you know, within a day. And I've seen it. And that to me goes for, I've had many clients, um, our members send me emails saying, Tracy, you were an angel to me. You were in need. You helped save my life. That means so much to me than all the awards we got or where we're at. Like it means nothing to me on that. It means that I've actually helped a person. And I think they really, at the end of the day, that's what it's about, right? Is being able to do that. So speaking it and be able to get out there and, and speak a lot on this and be able to give people safe spaces will again, flock people, right? The, you know, you do more good, the people will come, right? Absolutely. Well, and let me ask you this, Tracy, as we start to wind down, what about um, like the industry itself now from the mortgage perspective, it seems like in the last couple of years, well, it's continued to change, but it seems like it's really changed in the last couple of years um, from the things that I see. It, it's harder now to get a mortgage. And at the same time, uh, we're seeing the prices, prices of housing go really high. And at the same time, it seems like there's not a lot of vacancy, like not like people competing for one place. So how has that impacted your business? And what I, what I mean by that is how much harder has it made it if it has to work within the business with all these constant changes that again, if it's harder for people to get a mortgage, obviously it probably means you guys have to do more work to demonstrate why this person can get one. And then of course, competing for that one house means the pricing goes up. So has it been more challenging or what's it been like for you? Oh no, absolutely. Our business has totally changed in the last two years. And it's not just even about the complexity of getting a mortgage. I mean, our values right across Canada have gone up 50%. Incomes have not gone up to that point for qualifications, yet the guidelines still have stayed the same in terms of being able to qualify. So it's pushing people more into high interest rate mortgages, looking at opportunities of having people be co-signers or parents, you know, then being impacted for when they retire. So yes, you're right. More conversations, more, um, I call it opportunity to look at, you know, the long-term of where people are actually, you know, what they're purchasing you know, not having, I mean, typically people move three times in their, in their, in their lifetime of their experience of, you know, families and marriage and 
kids and then downsizing. We're not seeing that anymore. You're going to see a lot less of that. Mm -hmm. Um, So our conversations are more in detail. Our conversations are more strategic on what the long-term goal is. Um, You know, it's, it's also holding a lot more hands. Um, And what I mean by that is really being there through the whole process of like when they purchase and because it's no longer this joyful first time home buyer buying a house. Like we've had many people in tears on the phone because they've gone through like, I have one, I have one couple that's gone through 37 offers and still haven't bought in the last year and a half, 37. You're at a point now where it just becomes a mission. It's not like, you know, and then you have buyer's fatigue. So there's a whole bunch you go through. So a lot of our team, our personal team, we've had to do a lot more personal coaching um, and, you know, uh, you know, rest and recover because they deal with a lot during the day because we put 110% into each client, right? So yes, you're right. It totally has changed. And I think that's why for myself, I'm part of the board uh, with Mortgage Professionals um, Canada so that, um, and part of as a member, being able to advocate and be the voice for our members, right? And my team. Because we need to be able to tell people um, in the government to express what's going on out there so that they can make a change, right? So it becomes a lot, you know, I'm not going to say easy because I don't think mortgage financing should be easy, but there's got to be some give here when you've got values consider, con, you know, considerably going up um, month over month. And I think there's so much that we're dealing with from a global perspective coming out of this pandemic that a lot of it is not controllable right now. It's going to take some time this year. Um, So you are navigating through different conversations. And then to the point of we're not seeing clients face-to-face anymore. People Mm. are busy, right? So we have to foster relationship on Zoom or on the phone. Um, And that is a gift to be able to foster such the strong relationship that I've done over the years talking to people one-on-one, but we're doing it. Um, and we're able to, I think the world shifted that way. So that in itself has accelerated this type of, you know, form of zoom than we've ever seen before. I mean, they did say, it. I mean, we've, what took three decades we've done in two years, right. With everything being virtual, which is really amazing in the world that this has happened. So if that's been not as difficult as what I thought, but you're, you know, it's ever changing, ever flowing. And we're passionate about really making that difference for people. Um, I know. And then for myself, it's like, it, it's really the driver of what we do here. Amazing. Well, I have one sort of last official question and one unofficial question. And I will say, Tracy, there's never enough time. So with your permission, I'll call it a to be continued. And yes. I feel like we barely scratched the surface. So I'd like to explore this further down the road. But in the interim, I always like to ask everybody, and it's a very, it's a big shift from, you know, us talking about the financial and mortgage industry completely, mm-hmm. uh, more of a um, a soft uh, world question, but in terms of, I call it the time machine question. And so uh, the question basically is simple as this. If you could jump into a time machine, go back and talk to a younger Tracy based on what you've learned in the years since and give her some life advice. What do you think you would tell younger Tracy? Love yourself more and you got this. Hmm. I love that. It's, yeah. And you're, you're, I will say, when I look at the common answers I've heard over the years, uh, you're, it's, it's funny how so many of us would tell our younger selves something similar. And what I'm trying to do is get people to see that if almost everybody would tell themselves, 
uh, some version of you've got this or don't change a thing. You're on the right path. It might seem hard now, but it'll get easier. All that kind of stuff. Imagine if we knew this at 18 instead of having to discover it when we're 30 or 40 or 50. And that's what I'm hoping at some point by asking that question enough times and people hearing the answer enough. Uh, so I love your answer. It's, it's an amazing answer. And again, like I said, I find there's a lot of people that discover something similar once they once they have the benefit of hindsight. So having said all that, the unofficial question is simply for those that want to learn more about your business, about your brand, about you, whatever that looks like, maybe they want to hire you as a speaker down the road. Where would you direct them? Is there a hub or a place you would send people to learn more about your work? I mean, about my business, you can just go to my website. So it's valcofinancial.ca. Um, and all my contact information is on there. If you want to, you know, send me an email directly about speaking, or you can even contact me through the website, but my email is Tracy at valcofinancial.ca. Uh, I'm an email, a message away. I'm, we're on, I'm on social media as well, Instagram and LinkedIn. We're, we're very active. So you can always reach me there. Amazing. I, uh, I love it. So Tracy, like I say, this has been an absolute pleasure. I thank you so much. Uh, so humbled you joined us today. I will, of course, spread the word for all the great things you're doing. And just thank you for being you. Thank you for, like I say, taking uh, what, uh, you know, what could be just running a business and turning it into a life uh, that impacts other lives. So thank you, Tracy. You're amazing. Uh, we are going to continue to spread the word for all the great work you're doing. Thank you so much, Corey. Until next time. Thank you, everybody. So appreciate you joining us. Uh, until next time, uh, looking forward to more conversations. But in the interim, uh, you can uh, look at the description below or go to the locations that Tracy mentioned, and uh, you can find out more about the work she's doing and more about their company and brand. And uh, make sure to reach out and, and tell her we said hi. So she, so you know how she, uh, how so she knows I should say rather, so she knows how you discovered uh, her in the first place if it came through our show. Thank you, everybody. Until next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.